I've been an anonymous viewer of the sad and complete downfall of a young man that has been playing out for years now in the media. The man is now infamous in Australia. His name, of course, is Ben Cousins. I feel sad and frustrated when I heard the latest sorry episode of his long fall from fame and adulation by the AFL footy world. And this is not mainly because of just Ben. It's because of the thousands and thousands of men and women highly addicted to this dirty drug, methamphetamine, and the tens of thousands of partners and friends and families who live in this pain for their loved one, who they can see is destroying their life as they all helplessly watch on and weep. Ben was arrested again with more meth on him, I see, last week or two. And this has happened just after the showing of the latest interview with Ben by fellow Western Australian Basil Zemplis, being aired on national TV just a couple of weeks ago. We've all been burnt by daring to hope that people like Ben could turn it all around. Many have condemned him to the too-hard basket in this very public failure. Watching this last interview and video diary of the last few years included in the program made me dare to at least vaguely kind of hope that Ben might be winning the battle back to some kind of normality. Not so, it seems now. Hope dashed again, more sadness and anger. And that's how it is for those tens of thousands of people around highly addicted loved ones. A spark of hope, a new commitment, failure, hope dashed again, more sadness, more anger, more pain. It all just gets worse. And there's nothing anyone seems to be able to do about it. I remember the dashing young on-baller with extreme fitness levels, great skills and leadership qualities in really tough times. I remember the Brownlow medal win, the 2005 and six grand final loss and win, the arrest without the shirt, showing the famous Ned Kelly quote written large across his body in old English font, such as life paraded down the street. I notice that quote now adorns many a Commodore or Ford driving around the suburbs. He came to be the classic WA footy lad and legend, but obviously he just could not handle it. He never handled it. He was super hard working. He was known for taking leadership responsibility on the field and leading by doing the hard things. He reminds me of so many young footy lads I have had the pleasure of working with and knowing who are ready to try their luck and take on the world of elite sport. Many, of course, never got there, but Ben did. But oh, how he fell. We all wonder why he and so many others just fall for this dirty substance. I read once that around 5% of people in any Western society have an extremely highly addictive personality. Maybe that's Ben. Everyone else is on a scale from there to less propensity to substance addictions of various kinds. For lots of people, their propensity to be overattached or dependent on things for their well-being or positive self-esteem finds expression in things that are not so obvious and not so immediately damaging. You can be addicted to work, to fitness, to sex, to pornography, to money. These all damage us in many ways in the long run, seen in public or not. And we can't blame everybody else forever. We ourselves make our choices as Ben has done. 
It's just that these addictions don't make the sensational headlines like Ben's meth addiction has. Now we will simply want to forget Ben Cousins. We will judge him and condemn him. If we ever mention his name, it will be with the shaking of the head of disdain for that filth. I can't forget him. I don't want to forget those like him. I will leave the condemning to others as long as I can. The law rightly catches up with the offenders eventually, as has happened. Close loved ones need to withdraw to survive and thrive in their own lives, and that's fair enough. But what will have any hope in hell, literally, of any change? After rightful condemnation, what comes next? Is it better to risk being disappointed and hurt again, as much as you can bear, in the slim hope that things could still turn around? Isn't it better to try and understand and help the thousands of people caught up in this obscenely dirty evil drug than to just forget them or simply condemn them? I believe it's better to still keep trying.